Hello and welcome to Talking Trooppy with Marty and Ethan. I know what you're thinking. What is this rubbish? I came here to listen to the fifth quarter podcast with Marty Davis. I know, me too, me too. But after appearing in a couple episodes alongside Marty, he has decided to offer me a multi-million dollar contract to co-host with him. And uh, that's just an offer I can't refuse. But the fifth quarter podcast will always have a big place in our hearts. Um, but we knew it was the right time to rebrand ourselves for the future. So, yes, we are now talking footy with Marty and Ethan. So, Marty, how are you feeling? First things first, I'm feeling great. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to Talking Footy, the new kid on the block. I never offered you a million-dollar contract. No, multi-million. That's a fine. multi-million dollars. I don't have that much money as of now. All right, not yet, but it will not come. yet. But we're hoping for that Macca's sponsorship. That's it. <laughs> the Macca's Foopy. The Macca's Foopy. Talking Foopy brought to you by Macca's eventually, but <laughs> that's not happening. So it's all good. But new look, new logo, new face to join the show and to add that little bit of South Australian touch. Who? Let's, let's just get into it with our rankings and we're going to start off with Thursday's game against the dogs and the swannies. So I'm a the swans. I'm giving a, a C. I think it's a passable um, score for them. And then the dogs will just give them a cheeky. They did get up in the end, but they did not look the greatest kicking woes of nine goals, 17. They're getting a B they win. Yes. But, Need to start kicking straight up. The one thing is, Jamara Yugelhagen looked the star. Yeah, that's right. He played a great game. But like you said, they just couldn't kick straight to save their life. Um, I gave the Dogs a B and I gave Sydney a C-. minus. They were here in patches, but they just weren't great. Yeah. they. The first quarter is what let them down, I feel. Um Literally, they lost by 11 points, which is which is tough to see, especially for a side of their calibre. But we'll move on to the Friday night blockbusters. Well, one blockbuster and one eh. And that's not the showdown. <laughs> Starting off with Melbourne versus Essendon, 7-20 game. Just going to say, perfect time. For yeah, Victorians and Eastern Staters, I feel. Yeah. Um, 720. Yes, 420 over in Perth. But looking at it, you could put this game, put a game on in WA, which will start at like 610. We'll talk about this probably a bit later with the Friday night double headers. Yeah. But I just feel that will work. So 610 yeah, game sorry. and a 420 game in WA. Um, probably work. Yes, it will be like 10 o'clock start in <coughs> Victoria. But also, think of the money the pubs can get. They mm. already get it from the EPL games. So maybe yeah, this exactly. won't work for uh, for these ones. But Melbourne, just clinical once again. Um, this, you can see why they are premiership favourites. They've gone up against some more difficult sides than what I'd, I'd say Brisbane and Geelong have, 
Actually, no, Geelong's gone up against some tough sides, which just can't get to that pinnacle. More difficult sides than Brisbane, as we've seen. Their three games have been pretty simple, but I give uh, Melbourne a solid B+. I know how good they can be, and they should have walked in the park in this game. Should have won by 40-plus. Um, good, on Essendon's behalf, a good tagging job by Andy McGraw, which was good to see throughout the day. Um, but Essendon get a C. I think they can improve. This is about their pass mark. Yeah, no, good call. I, I gave Melbourne an A minus. I believe they were there. They were almost where we want to see them, as you know, going back to back. Um, Essendon, I gave them a C plus, just because you know they they had a fight back. It was looking like they were going to make it close, but they just fell apart at the end. Mm, definitely, definitely. Now looking on to the showdown, the Crows. Final kick yes. that swung. I think I've never seen a ball swing that much since the 2005 opening ball of the World Cup. The World Cup <laughs> final. Jesus Christ, that ball swung a mile. And I think we saw it with Jordan Dawson kicking that. I give Adelaide a B yeah. for that performance. They played really well. Kick straight here, 15 goals, six. Compared to Port, who, look at the scorecard, 27 shots on goal they had. Yeah. For only kicking half of them. And to lose to your Crosstown rivals. Port get a D. We know they can perform better. Not much has changed from that lineup, from that preliminary final, which got pumped. Not much has changed from the qualifying finals. Yeah, it's, a, it's an odd one there because, you know, your you showdown, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, but uh, it's good to see that the uh, the old ball still does have a bit of a reverse swing in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Especially I, at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, not that's right. This time. It was a bit of a yellow colour. I'm not complaining. Um, but with Adelaide, yeah, I gave them a B because they're still, like, they showed some good fight throughout the game, especially in the last half. But the first and second quarter, they were still a bit patchy. So they're still going for improvement, but they get a, a solid B. Uh, Port Adelaide, I've given them a nice big O for O and 3. So uh, I'm a bit happy with that one. Mm. But uh, in all serious matters, I'll, I'll give them a D with you. Yeah, I do think they can perform better. We've seen what they can do. Does injuries play a part in it? Yes. No Leo Lira down back and no Charlie Dixon forward as much as he's not probably the best kick in the, in the comp. He gets that number one defender, which Marshall and Georgiades are getting at the moment, which yeah. I'll probably mention this down at the Derby. Um, when we get to the Derby, it's very much like the same same point as... Darling and Kennedy. Yeah, well, it's quite interesting because Marshall did get one of the big two defenders, but he still managed to put on five straight. Anyway, that's what they can they can do on a good day. But when the rest of the team is just in shambles, what can you do? What can you do? And they've still got like they've got still good lists there. But moving oh, yeah. on, GWS versus Gold Coast. 
Gold Coast didn't play the first quarter, which was disappointing. Um, you could see in this game that they had potential to break it open and run with it. But GWS showed their class and showed that the way they recruited from the get-go has worked. Yeah. Um, in that case, GWS are going to get a B. This is probably their best performance they've had all year. Definitely their best performance they've had all year. The last two weeks, being a bit iffy. Gold Coast are going to get a D because I know they can perform better. This is a Brisbane supporter saying it. There hasn't been really that much beef between Brisbane and Gold Coast. It's not the same as we haven't met in finals like GWS and Sydney or Port and Adelaide or just the crosstown rivalry that West Coast and Freo have. This rivalry needs to fix itself. Yeah, yeah, I see that as well. I just think Gold Coast, they were just playing catch-up all game. So they weren't, mm. you know, they didn't get to settle. They were shocked at the start. But, yeah, I reckon I, I gave them a, a D plus Because yep. uh, the game did get away from them quickly, but it wasn't a, a massive blowout. And it wasn't a Gold Coast of, say, 2020-29, or maybe a 2019-2018 Gold Coast on if they are getting jumped their heads are down and they're just playing catch up that's it yeah the whole time at least yes they're playing catch up they were just still in there four goals at the end of the day is a very reasonable margin i feel compared to a game we're going to get to in two games time yeah but there we go credit to giants for for putting on that fast start i gave them an a minus because the pressure was definitely there and they played very well very well, very well. Now, Collingwood versus Geelong. Collingwood, have the Collie Wobbles returned? Let's see. I think they have. Big choke there. Huge choke. 30 points down. 30 points up, sorry. In what? The last, going into that last quarter. I, I ended up turning over the, to this game because the game I was watching was... <laughs> A snorefest. Yeah. Um, but Collingwood, they get a C. It's a passable game, but they couldn't hold on to the game, um, which is quite embarrassing, to be honest. And Geelong, I think they're the best performance by Jeremy Cameron in, a, in the hoops, but they still get a B on this game. They, some performances in there that were a bit sloppy, I found, and... Patrick Dangerfield, I don't feel is at his peak anymore. Right, right. No, that's fair. Um, Collingwood, yeah, look, it was, I think the word's disappointing if you look at it from their perspective. I gave them a B plus because they got to that position. Hmm. They got there. They held up a strong Geelong outfit and they, they just couldn't take it all the way. So they'll get the B plus for getting there. Um, Geelong, I've given a B plus as well. Because purely because of that that fight back, because they were looking for a, a definite D C minus. Oh yeah, I definitely. Com- they were looking for that last quarter, but you know they stormed home and credit for them. It was a, a great fight back to watch. Okay, before we get to the Brisbane North Melbourne game, can we both agree to give North an F? Oh yeah, they're not getting anything better than that. Because that was terrible. 
like hundred two hundred and nine points over the weekend that they played Brisbane. Yeah, the reserves lost by over a hundred points. The league side lost by over a hundred points. Brisbane were having a training session out there. We should have won by more if Charlie Cameron could kick straight. Yeah, two goals six was it? It was two goals five at one stage, and I was like. At the first term, I was like, oh, my God, we're actually kicking straight. We could be on for a big score here. Um, But at the end of the day, it ended up becoming a big score, but just not really how could have been bigger if the Lions decided, you know what, let's kick straight. I'm giving them an yeah, A. Absolutely. Um, I really think that they've got some things they need to improve on, i.e. kicking in front of goals, two goals, six from Cameron, no goals, three from my boy Cam Rayner. Yep. Which is impressive, but then you've also got on the other side 5 1 from McCarthy, 4 1 for Bailey, and the surprising point of which you don't see normally the three goals one from Joey Danner. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was sort of a, a mixed performance for the, the forwards, but I guess you'll get that in a thrashing because everyone's going to get the ball, so it's just whose day is it? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I've also given Brisbane an A. Because I reckon they could have hit 30 goals. You know, it, it, it was just one of those days. Everything was happening for them. They just didn't finish them all. Um, but yeah, North Melbourne, F or Zero, they didn't show up. They were, they were terrible. Literally, it was atrocious. But it was good to see the Lions get up on top, which, which I don't know how it's going to be for this week. We'll get into those discussions a little bit later within the show. Moving on to Sunday's games, we had two games which were very surprising and one that was a bit eh. Carlton Hawthorne, one point. Carlton, I think I'm going to give them a B. They didn't really hold on. And they held on to the point of winning the game. But if that game was going for another two minutes, I think Hawthorne might have jumped them. Hawthorne are going to get a B as well. Yeah, no, I, I think the exact same thing. I gave them both Bs looking at the game. Um, look, I only caught the last half, which was the most exciting part of the game. But, um, yeah, you expect a, a Carlton outfit to be, you know, the hype that's behind them this season. They should have pushed on for a six-goal win and not let it almost slip like they did. I think the hype is justified, but... Massive but they're still a young side who's their first year of actually winning games and who who's the big names that they've beaten? Richmond and they've beaten Bulldogs. Yeah. That's it. And underperforming Bulldogs as well. An underperforming Bulldogs side. A Richmond side who can only play three get quarters of footy and almost choked it against Hawthorne. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm still saying they're they're a good side at the moment. They're looking good, but I want to see what they do against the Brisbane's, the Melbourne's, and the Geelong's. Those yeah, to me true. are the top three contenders for this year. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, those are their biggest tests, but um, it'll be interesting because, like you said, they are winning. They're starting their winning ways as a young side. Hmm. Will the hype be too much? Will the pressure be too much if they 
lose or if they miss out on finals, will they just crash and burn back like we normally see them? Back into that dwelling. Now, St Kilda versus Richmond. Before I give my rating, I've got to admit, I left at three-quarter time. <laughs> because I had... So for people that don't understand, I live in Myrtleford, just three-hour drive from Melbourne. And I had to train to Broadmeadows and then drive the rest of the way. I wasn't getting home till 10 o'clock if I stayed till the end of this game. I didn't get home till like 9.30, which was a pain in the ass anyway. Um, but... I did listen to it on the radio. And gee whiz, Max King. Yeah, big King. I think I'm going to give St Kilda a B. They didn't play a three-quarter performance. They played probably a three-quarter performance. Half of the third quarter and half of the first quarter, they just didn't want to show up. Um, and Richmond, they're getting a C. I think this is their pass mark and where they're going to be for throughout the year of being in games, but losing them when the going gets tough. Um, but moving on to Max King, I just want to talk about him very quickly, if that's okay. Here's what a key forward does. If they are, if the game's in the balance, they come out and break the game open. And that's what he did. He broke the game open and helped them come back with the assistance of their captain, Jack Steele. I think he played an amazing game this week. Yeah, absolutely. The the big guns really stood up to St Kilda. Um, I gave them a an A minus just because there were glimpses of the the good St Kilda we want to see and the determination to push through in that last quarter. Um, Richmond disappointing. Um, I gave them a C plus. They got into their position and then they just they just carved it from there. It's it's, it's interesting to see these sides at the moment. Doing what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, but moving on to the last game, the Western Derby. I'm giving West Coast a D. I don't think we can give them an F, really, under their circumstances at the moment. They didn't yeah. play a whole quarter, two quarters of footy without scoring, which is a shame. Um, but they made an effort, which I feel this team hasn't really played as a unit yet, as a complete unit yet. Freer, on the other hand, they looked good. They get a B from me, um, or even a B plus. They looked good, and they... Is this Fremantle side with everyone, all these Freer fans have been talking up for the last two, three years of what they, this team can do, but have been meaning to disappoint, but still, for some reason, they like to complain. Um <laughs> Even when they win, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's never uh, it's never fully right for them, is it? But no. anyway, um, yeah, I agree with you. We can't give West Coast an F because of their situation. I reckon they they did all right. I think they just ran out of legs towards the end. I gave them a, a D plus, um, almost there, almost competitive, but Freo just too good in the end. But still, you know. I mean, they kicked more goals and points this time, but 15-12, you want to be turning that into a, you know, at least 20-goal performance. Um, so I gave them an A-. They don't have that goal-kicking power. Yes, Rory Lobb's a good player and he can bring the ball to ground, but I do believe they need to find a key forward. 
Yeah. If it's a Luke Jackson or a Tim English that they bring in who can play as a key forward but then also a second ruck, in particular Luke Jackson, um, yeah. I think that's what they're looking for. Tabiner is trash. <laughs> and Lob's good, don't give me... Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one because Lobby is a good target there, but I don't know, he just doesn't do it as a key forward. He's almost there. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I think I think the the surprise is poor where they are. I don't think anyone would have expected them to be 0-3. And what else? Yeah, Colton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who else? Just looking through, Carlton are good, but like you said, we uh, want to see them against a tough competitor. Yeah. Yeah. Would be on to team of the week. Yes, so uh, the back three, I've started with the McCartan brothers. I think they had a great performance against uh, the Doggies, and they're one of the reasons why they uh, they stayed in the game. Um, with them in the pocket, I've gone with CJ from the Hawks. He's, he had a cracker. Uh, well, we'll get there. Yeah, good old Gia. He, he had a great game. He's got a lot of pace. He's got a lot of movement. He's, uh, he's really growing into a, a good player. Um, moving up to the halfback, I've got Sam Doherty. He had a, a blinder. He controlled that back line. He was one of the reasons why Carlton held on. I reckon he had 30-odd touches. Um, and then alongside him, I've got uh, big old Weedering. He had a, a great performance down back as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, it looks like it. He's uh, stronger in the air and uh, he's, he's more controlling of the back line. He sort of demands it now. And um, last of the half back, how could you forget old Jordan Dawson? 
running off the back and also slotting a couple goals. You can't do better than that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, fair call, fair call. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got him in there. You got him in. Before that, I, I will comment on the, the fact you put Charlie Cameron in the pocket. Well, you're just harping on about him kicking two goals, six, and I'm like, well, oh, is that worthy of a forward pocket team of the week? You could have one touch and kick a goal with a year contender. <laughs> I don't know. There's still, I'll put a grey area over that Charlie Cameron pocket, but who knows? Um, but for the bench, I've put in Maxi King, I think well-deserved, fought back for the Saints. I've gone with Tim Taranto. He had a great game with 30-odd touches and a goal. Um, and then Alex Keith uh, and Clayton Oliver, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> See, now we, uh, we roll into the talking footy medal. Yeah, after round, what was it, round two, who, who was leading? Ooh. Cool, we had a, had a bit of a quiet day, didn't we, this week?
<laughs> so uh, did you want to start us off with your votes then? I can go off with mine if you want. All right, so uh, with one vote for the round, I gave Max King his performance. We've mentioned it a couple of times now. He's just, you know, match winner. Uh, two votes, we've gone to Tim Taranto. Just had a, a blinder against Gold Coast, bagged himself a goal as well, uh, as well as 30-odd touches. Um, three votes for Sam Doherty. I just think he held up the back line with Weedering um against Hawthorne and yeah there's not much else to say about that it was pretty consistent uh four and five I was tossing back and forth the same as I did last week it's a, a close one again but I gave four votes to Clayton Oliver I think he was just under 40 touches for the the game but he he really goes unnoticed most of the time but um he just gets his touches and gets the job done and then Five votes, I couldn't look past Jeremy Cameron. Six goals and a match-winning performance. Three votes. Don't mind Marty as he uh, rushes through to make his votes. Interesting. Very interesting list, but uh, it makes for a good leaderboard, I presume. game yeah it's going to be an interesting leaderboard throughout the season i reckon <laughs> yeah let us know um moving on now to another segment a new one a first for talking footy it's uh whose life is it so I'll take control of this one. It's my segment where I'll be comparing one AFL player's life with my own. So uh, whether that be personal life or footy life, you know, or anything else, you know, I'd be determined by me. But either way, Marty, you have to guess whether the statement is about myself or the selected AFL player. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to use, but I will just brag a bit. I did peak at 15 when I played in the uh, the, cha uh, the state champ squad for the Port Magpies youth team. You know, just, just to brag a bit. But, uh, you know, I, I did stop at 
what, 18 when I studied in Perth and then unfortunately met you. But uh, uh, anyways, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, pretty much that's where I was zoned to, to go in the, the youth squad. So you got zoned to different sections. So I was, yeah, it was a tough one, but you know what? You bite the pill and you, you go for it. But uh, this week we're looking at one of Marty's all-time favourite players, Paddy Cripps. So uh, now I, I expect I expect you to pass this one, Marty. It should be an easy one. So uh, we'll start with the first one. I was born four hours outside of the biggest city in my state, and then moved to that city to grow up. That's me. What makes you say that? Um. Right. So, yeah, that's right. See, I was born in Wyala, which is a slight country town, and I moved to Adelaide a couple of years later, where Paddy Cripps was the opposite. He was born in Perth and then grew up in the country, which is like about five hours away from Perth. From north, yeah. Yeah, man. That's one point to you. Good start. All right, we'll go uh, with a slightly more embarrassing one. In either the AFL draft camp or the Port Magpies youth tryouts, I came last in the 3K time trial running 11 minutes and 55 seconds. Mm. Just put that into perspective for a second. Thinking what... You reckon that's me again? Yeah. You would be wrong. It was Paddy Cripps. <laughs> yeah, 11.55, that's what I saw. But uh, he didn't have the, the greatest start to his draft camp, but he got a lot of the pill, which, uh, you know, is what you want. So, you know, 50, you're at 50% at the moment. We want that pass mark. Um, all right, number three. My highest disposal count for a game is 42. Got a lot of peaking early in juniors because that was me. <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do to uh, beat your best. You got to have someone there to, you know, make sure you're hitting your peak. Oh, God, no. If it was my mum, she'd be like, yeah, I'll give him a, a few more kicks so uh, dad isn't too mad. No. <laughs> no, we just had it. That's it. If I'm running out of, if I'm if I'm low on disposals, I'll just take the kick out, kick to myself, run out. No. Um, that's, yeah, no, every now and then we'd have people just sort of scanning to see where we're, we're sitting at. But um, I love this segment. It just lets me brag about myself. Um, anyway, <laughs> Paddy Cripps' most, uh, most disposals was in 2019 against the Crows. He got the ball 39 times and he kicked a goal in their win. 
Um, no, no, I think they were they're on the downfall. But either way, um, number four, I wore the number sixteen in my first senior game of football. Whether that be my senior game or Paddy Cripps' first AFL game. Hmm. You'd think that, but he did play in 2014. He had three games and he wore the number 16 before he got injured. And uh, at, at the end of that season, he changed to number nine. So you're, uh, <laughs> uh, what are you, one from four at the moment. So you, you need to get the next three right. Now there's seven. So we want you to get the next three. Number five, my first three games for Port Magpies or Carlton ended up covering all three results, a win, a loss, and a draw. I don't think, are you, are you Googling? I don't want to provide any answers. <laughs> No, okay, so uh, 2014 was when he debuted. Final answer? That is a good answer because you're wrong again. Uh, it wasn't me, unfortunately, because the Port Magpies youth squad could barely string four quarters together, so we could barely win it at the best of times. Um, it was Paddy. Their first game was a, a loss against the Deeds. Their second game was a win against the Dogs, and their third was a draw against Essendon. <laughs> but, uh, it's an interesting one. I don't, I'm not sure if that's ever happened before. First three games, you know, I lose, I lost a win and a draw. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Um, we'll move on from that. Uh, let's see it. Do you have failed? Or me, that's a shame, but we'll finish the last two. Uh, in the space of five minutes, uh, with two heavy collisions, Two of my opponents were taken to the hospital via ambulance. Look, I, I did write this to brag about myself because that is true. I, I loved growing up faster than all the kids in junior footy. And I put two kids in hospital within five minutes. <laughs> I, was, I had a bit of muscle to me. No, the, I remember, I still remember to this day. The first one was a, a nice ruck tap. I had a stint in the ruck. And I got them, I got a knee right up under their chest in that slight gap, winded them. They were down. They were just having trouble breathing. And uh, yeah, went off the field. Not long after, running for a contest, head on head with someone else. Legal bump, I'd say. Cleaned them out. And uh, that's it. <laughs> I, I didn't get a report though, but um, yeah, no. 
that's it. Not long after, two ambulances rocked up for the kids and took them away. But uh, that's enough bragging. Anyway, we'll move on to the last one to finish off. Um, either for AFL, for Paddy, or junior football for me, I've played a touch over 150 games. Well, I mean, that would still be over. Oh, okay. Well, okay, well, I'll change it. I've played over 150 games of either AFL or junior football. You said he's played. Yeah. I'm going to push it for time. You're here claiming he's played 200. You did change your mind, see? You, you had a bit of second guessing there. Interesting. But no, we'll give you the points. It was me. Patty's on 141. And I I played around 205 games with junior footy before moving to seniors. But that's the bragging section for me done. What did you get? Did you get two right? Three. Three out of three out of seven. Um, One leg failed, Monkey. I'm sorry, Marty, but you have failed the first ever game of Whose Life Is It? Yeah, all right. <laughs> to some nobody, some nobody AFL player. But <laughs> you gave him seven. Oh, I thought he's on seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, anyways, what have you got in store for us today on Marty's chat? Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Big Shuey. The crowd was hot for that one.
Yeah, something like that. Equivalent. <laughs> right, has she won the Brownlow equivalent yet? Because I, I think I do agree with Erin Phillips. I mean, you know, there hasn't been many grand finals. She has won two of the, the Norm Smith equivalent. You talking about Daisy or Aaron? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's it. They were definitely talking about the the Brownlow equivalent early on being, you know, called the Aaron Phillips medal. But I don't think you can just give every medal to Aaron Phillips. You have to pick one. Um, I two two of the Brownlows. It. I feel like uh, she should be able to take her pick. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I feel like I would prefer to have a brown one after me instead of a Norm Smith. It's a tough one. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, that's a that's a fair take on it, you know, considering they're yeah, outside the, the world or the realm of the AFLW season. She has done a lot, but it's just, you know, that decision, one, who's going to make it, and two, do you base it on, like, what you said with Brownlow, everything sort of mashed into one, or do you pick, all right, this person has just been elite for years above everyone else in their peak, then that's it. But it's like she's also been the top performer in 
two two grand finals, it's you know it, it could go. That's it. Yeah. What about TikTok? Everyone's on TikTok nowadays. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Not this year, you reckon? Interesting call there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting take on it because having what it'd be a, a year and a couple months break is what you're suggesting would be great for the new teams with the newer players to sort of gel. Um, but I don't know, it would sort of hinder the older coming to the end of their seasons who will want another season to come through to get a few more games under their belt. Um, I don't know, it might also hinder the, the current teams, you know, they've sort of started getting into this routine of playing football um, more frequently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I still think they've got a lot of time to build up to that still, you know, maybe over a few years' time. But <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But when it comes in terms of in terms of like club revenue and stuff like that. Would it be worth an optional like excess fee on top of membership? So just say you purchase the year membership for you know for Brisbane, and it's like for this added fee for this much extra, you can also get you know membership for the the women's game as well. Start adding. They do. Right. Interesting. Do you know if that's with all the clubs? Because I know some still, well, I mean, some games are still free. Just walk in and and you can witness the game. No, no, not before. I think there was, there was a free game quite recently. It might have actually been the Crows game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. But um, we'll we'll have to do our research and get back next week. I reckon. Make it. Make sure we know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, round four preview. So, no, no. <laughs> but uh, I'll start us off with uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night football at Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide and Melbourne. Who you got? I've got 
Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, I don't even know because even that game against Brisbane, Brisbane weren't at their best. So they were both sort of mediocre to play. Um, I. So they did the, they did lose to Crows last week. Fair enough, fair enough. Poor? No good. Right. Yeah, I, I see the same result happening again. Maybe Port might have a fight back. I just don't see it being enough. Um, no idea. No idea. But I'm more interested to find out if the Tarps are coming back for Port Adelaide. If they go 0-4, the Tarps will be coming out. Everyone's ripping up their memberships. Hinkley will be throwing in the bin. Sure, somewhere. They're like, just in case, you know. But no, it's it's interesting. They are. Most likely, they're looking at 0-4. I'd still back them to make the 8. Absolutely. <clears throat> Let's see it. But then we're going to have to deal with all the port fans harping up, which uh, I won't appreciate. Um, it's probably geographical. I reckon all the West Coast fans or the WA population would say Frio. I think everyone else will say poor. Because they just universal hate for Collingwood. People in Shanghai would hate Collingwood. People in America would hate Collingwood. Oh, that's it. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the history lesson, Dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree there. I don't know. It's going to be a close one. I do think Brisbane may get up by a couple goals. Um, but yeah, I think this round is going to be unpredictable. Anything can happen. Thank you. 
Many years, yeah. Wow. That's it. Could be the same, but uh, I don't know. It might not be as be as tight as the next game. It might only be a point in this one. Sydney North Melbourne. Yeah. Oh dear. That's it. Sydney have to put them away. Hmm. I mean, Sydney and Brisbane are nothing though, in terms of travel. That's it. But um, no, look, Sydney really they need to be putting on the the hundred points. Um. But yeah. Yeah, no, North Melbourne have to bounce back. I think they might come out strong and harder, which might, you know, hinder Sydney for a, you know, a quarter. But yeah, it should it should be ten goals at least. Yeah. That's it. Can't have it both ways though. But um yeah, I see Collingwood. This should be another ten goal win, I'd say, for Collingwood. Just yeah. I don't know. I want to. I want to see a few more rounds from him. I want to see him. Yeah. Adelaide, yeah, that was a walkover. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Richmond Bulldogs now. I see the Bulldogs getting up by a few goals. Um, pretty simple there. I don't think Richmond are up to it at the moment. Yeah, yeah Marty's call for the round. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Alex Keith there, 
you don't know who he's going to take, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, what do you got there? I have fun. It is Optus. I don't know if they kick straight the Dockers, but I might put my money on the Giants within a kick, maybe. Ah, well, here we go. Um, yeah, that should be a good one. Moving on, I think this one will be a simple one. Essendon Adelaide. I see Essendon bouncing back and winning. Really? That's it. Uh, That is true. Hopefully, you can put a few more goals through with him. He also takes plays at number one forward too. Yeah, or Himmelberg or Fogarty, who have been not great. But um, yeah, he had he had a good game last week, but he just hasn't been up to it. I think getting those defenders away from him was like, and you got this early. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's spot on. But yeah, he, I think it's confirmed that he's coming right back in. Not sure who for, though. Ah, uh, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the Crows aren't big on tagging, so I think he might well and truly get off the leash. Um, but moving on, who you got, Hawks or Saints? Yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think Hawks will, will take it within a couple goals, maybe. Um, but yeah, anything could happen. It's going to be a, a nice tight fight. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say for that. Then moving on to the... Yeah, um, but the, the last game of the round, Gold Coast Carlton. 
uh, at Gold Coast. At Metricon, yeah. Um, look, if, even though it's at Metricon, I do have Colton getting up, maybe buying three or four goals. I'm not sure. Have you? We want them to bounce back. I think they have to show that they're pushing for finals. Yeah. Fair call, fair call. I think you have to, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big call there, but we like big calls here. Um, that takes us into an even bigger call to finish off the uh, the podcast. That's it, the bet of the week or the road to 1K as we're calling it. We've had uh, two false starts. We've lost our first two bets. But um, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah we we lost five bucks so far, and we've got five bucks back in bonus bets. So uh, yeah, practically, yeah, we'll we'll probably lose another another five this week. Um, so yeah, we're still in our our level one as we call it, our first step to our one k. Um, have you got the bet with you, or should I just read it off? All right, so we've got our $5 bonus bet. Uh, the odds are $6.96, potential returns of 30 bucks. We start off with Port and Melbourne. We want Ollie Wines and Clayton Oliver to both get 25 touches. I think that's fairly straightforward. Uh, next one here, we've got the, uh, the sharpshooter, Charlie Cameron, to score two or more goals against Geelong. Slightly. Slightly risky, but you'd think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next up here, Sydney, North Melbourne. Sydney to win by 25 plus. And Hayden McLean, anytime goal scorer. Absolute safe option. Or the 60 plus <laughs> yeah i think 25s enough just to boost the odds a little bit just for us and um i've done the same with uh collingwood versus west coast got collingwood 25 plus and brody meyer check anytime score that's it that rounds us off so hopefully we can get a get a win here move on to level two of our bet I don't know. I, I don't like them clashing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, would I, I would like to see maybe the, if it's a game in Victoria, just starting slightly early, which gives enough time for, yeah, that, that would do it. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I just prefer not having an overlap, having, you know, because it's, it's a blockbuster night. You want, you know, your full attention on each game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's only, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds fair, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, there's, there's room for improvement, so hopefully we can see it happen. Good call there, yeah. Ah, that's all for me. I'm all podcast out for the day, I reckon. Yep, catch you later.